Hi there, healers. My name is Dave of Dave of the Flames. I'm a Reiki teacher, life coach, and a clear cognizant. I blend these energies so that I can help you be the healer that you are meant to be. You work hard at taking care of others. Heal the Healers is a podcast that will help you find ways to take care of yourself. Do you often find yourself tired, low on energy, and overcommitted because you can't say no? I want to give you the tools to make you stronger so that you can work smarter and help more people around the world. No matter what healing modality you do, this podcast is for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of Heal the Healers podcast. I can't tell you how excited I am today. Um, I picked up a book several weeks ago um, called Are You a Spiritual Entrepreneur? The Six Shifts to a Six-Figure Spiritual Business, uh, written by Kimberly Mosca. And I have to say that I, reading this book, I, it was just like, oh, my God, she's talking to me. She wrote this book specifically for me. What the heck? Um, and it was it was amazing. So I reached out to her and guess what? She is a guest on today's show. And I can't tell you how excited I am. Kimberly, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me and, and picking up the book. I'm, I love it when I hear that it's inspired people and they're like, oh my gosh, you were speaking exactly to me. Yeah. Then I, I know I'm doing my job right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's crazy because several of the things in there, it's like, I've, I've been that, I've done that and and I do that, you know, and, it, and it's like, or I get a little checkups like, oh, I don't do that no more, but I did it five years ago, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, it, and, and it, it, it's, just, it's amazing. Um, and the six shifts are really powerful because they really come through um, with, with, with that. And yeah. I think one of the biggest things that you talked about was um, something I deal with because um, I'm, a, I'm a coach. I've been coaching for about 20 years now and I've done the whole corporate route. And every time that, that I meet someone and I'm working with them and, and they're a, a realizing they're a new empath or they're a new healer and they want to do something, they don't understand what you call the law of compensation. You know, they totally feel that they're, their gifts are um, are a gift and they can't charge for them. They feel guilty charged for them. And one thing you said in your book is that you truly feel that this is the society's way of keeping keeping us down, keeping yeah. light workers and light seekers down. Um, because if, if they can't come into their power, then they can't shift the entire vibration of the world. And when you when I read that, when you wrote that, I was like, oh my God, what, that's so insightful and so powerful. So thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I truly believe that we've been told to not charge because if when you talk to most light workers, I mean, I've talked to thousands and thousands of people. When you speak with them, they're usually in scarcity. There is usually some sort of fear around money. They talk about like, why do we even have to have money? I don't want money, which of course is repelling money away from them. And that creates this huge burden. And so they spend most of their time worrying about money which is their disconnection from source, because that means they just completely forgot that they are infinite, abundant beings. So they've disconnected from source. And, and I really think it's been perpetuated to say, well, you shouldn't be charging and all that stuff to keep us down. Because imagine how powerful the light workers of the world could be if we were just really tapped in. We were abundant. And so all the energy that we're spending worrying about money, we could now spend creating and serving and connecting with source and helping people, we would have a massive impact. So I actually think it's part of the 3D matrix piece to hold us down. Because if you, even if you look around today at the shift that's happening and more and more people are awakening, 
there are people out there that are afraid of this massive awakening because what we can do when we come together to do that as a collective consciousness. So I really believe we've been told to not charge specifically to keep us in that little box where it's safe to have us because we're spending all of our energy worrying about this thing called money, which is just energy. Yeah. And that, that's the most amazing thing. Um, that is something you, you do cover in your book too, is that money simply is energy. So many people don't think about that. I had a, uh, I had a session last week with, I, it, it's funny, two weeks ago, I had a session with her and she was telling me that, you know, I had this realization, Dave, and I was talking with someone and it's like, money is like a relationship. And if I treat money harshly, why, if I think of it as a person, why would that person want to be in a relationship with me? You know, I'm being mean to it. I'm blaming it. All of my problems I'm blaming on this. So if money is a relationship, you know, then, then I need to be better at it. And, and they talk about their shift and she was like, so from now on, you know, money and me are going to have this amazing relationship. And that was two weeks ago. And then like last week I met with her and she was like, I hate money. I think money is so stupid. Why does the world have to have money? Why can't we be like Star Trek where money doesn't matter? It's just about making the world better. And, and she's saying all these things. And I'm like, do you remember last week when we were talking about the relationship? And she's like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> but 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 it's true. She she was just like, holy crap, you know, Dave, you're right. You know, I, I'm, I'm pushing it away because I hate it so much and I'm blaming it when literally every good thing that's happened in my life is because of it. You know, all my little trinkets, my little mementos, my crystals, my ability to travel, you know, my home is all because of money and I don't express enough gratitude for it. So therefore I treat it as the enemy because I don't have enough and I worry. And so when, when I'm working with people and I'm like, I'm like you, you have to step into that stream. You have to visualize and give money this relationship so that it will come to you and that you're worthy. You know, yeah. so many, so many times I, I, when I'm working with a new healer and a light seeker or light worker, they, they lack self-love, self-confidence, self-esteem. They have absolutely zero boundaries because they're being told by people, well, you're too emotional or, you know, why, why can't you get a real job? You, you know, and it's sad. And I go into the lives and I no, I can help monetize any passion that you have. So you tell me what you're passionate about. You tell me how you want to heal the world and let's get to work. You know, and, and that's the biggest thing, because if your life's purpose is not helping others, then you haven't found your life's purpose yet. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. <laughs> <laughs> how is it that you, how, how did you come to all this? Like, how did you figure this out of how, how that you're meant to change the world? Because so many people, they go forever and, and don't. Yes. Yes. And I think, you know, what I would say this for most people it's fear. I think they know a lot of them know some people don't know and they're still on that path of discovering what am I supposed to do but so many people do know and they're allowing fear which is our human to get in the way because anytime we have inspiration from source that inspiration that is what we're supposed to be doing and then the human steps in and we start thinking it and we overthink it and that fear comes in and we just we just don't do it we start to think how am I going to pay the bills what am I going to do? You know, what are people going to say? Cause I'm not going to have a regular job. Like what, 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 what? And all this stuff starts to add up. And then they were like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stay in my job. And that to me is like, it's heartbreaking when I see that it's a truly heartbreaking because they have a gift and they're just allowing their fear, which is their disconnection from source to step in. So I think that's what holds most people back. And with me, it's just, I'm, I kind of 
I'll, I don't have a lot of fear. And so I'll do stuff that most people wouldn't do. So I just, I see it and I go and I just figure it out. And I have had my moments of sitting on the couch and crying and going, what am I doing? Am I insane? But it, you know, you, you have that moment, you just shake it off and you do the processings because the, that emotion came up then I know that there's something to be healed and something to be worked through around that emotion. So you take that emotion, you do. I have some a process I teach my clients called the alchemy of emotion to be able to get our power back from that and transmute those emotions. And so I do that process. And then I know reconnect with source because I know source brought that experience for me to be able to grow and shift. And then I move forward. And for me, it's such a big mission. It's, it's really a huge mission. And so because I can see that, there's really nothing to stop me. And I think another way for people to look at it is when you look at the mission or the desire that you have to serve people, don't make it about you. Because the reason why we get afraid is because we make it about us. What are people going to say about me? How am I going to make money? How am I going to do X, Y, and Z? It's not about you. So when you shift it and you go, I just have to serve and you figure it out and you take the steps as scary as they may be, but you just move forward the universe answers that it comes into everything comes into fruition for you. You find the right mentor. You, you start finding the right clients. The aha moment happens where things click and you all of a sudden you have a business. And so there's a whole process around that. But if we can just get rid of that fear, then, then that's it. And, and, you know, I've, again, I've had my moments, but I'm, you know, I, I can, I think I've learned enough processes, not even learned. I've got that all as a download. So I get enough downloaded information to get me clear on my next step because I have such a big mission. That, that, that's so amazing. And I think you and I have similar backgrounds where we, we came up in the corporate. Um, uh, and for me, like I was, I had a really good corporate career and I was successful, uh, but, and, and I loved it, but I've always rewrite my job descriptions to help others. <laughs> you know, like when I, when I created... When I, when I was, you know, in charge, in charge of people, it was like, I shifted the schedules to help them with their lives. If they were single parents or if they were going to school, you know, uh, it, and if I had to, to make a little adjustments here and there, but I was always very successful with my numbers because I created a team environment that it was, it was like a family where it was like, I just want you to be successful. And whether you're successful staying in this role, or if I can make you successful in your life dreams, then I've done my job because you're always going to remember that this was a pivotal time. And, and I just I had so much fun. And, and then my, my superiors were always like, you know, you, you got to stop doing that. It's you make decisions based on business only. And then I would start managing up. <laughs> it's like, well, no, you have to be human. <laughs> um, you, you know, um, and 20, 25% of the time that bit me in the ass. Big time. But, but it, it was, it was wonderful um, it, for what I did. But then when I outgrew it, I remember walking down the hallway one time, I, I was just walking through the restroom going, oh my God, is this my life? You know, I have to go back and make 25 more phone calls today. And this is horrible. I, I can't stand it. And I, I came home and I talked to my husband and I was like, I'm miserable. And I just want to quit my job. And I want to, I want to be a coach. And I want, I, I do Reiki. And I said, I want, I want to help people with, with Reiki energy and heal them through energy. Um, and I have a plethora of other skills that nobody really understands. And I just want to do all that. And his only reply was, okay, let's get started. And it was like, whoa. And, and I felt like I was trapped because I was making, making good money. And then it's like, no, we'll, we'll shift. We'll refocus. We will, you know, downsize. We'll do whatever we have to do. And it's been two years now. 
and everybody keeps saying 2020 is the worst year of their life and i'm just you know going i get that i know there's a lot going on and i'm sorry but 2020 for me has been like the best year of my life <laughs> because i have helped people realize so much about themselves and about their businesses and i've helped rebuild different businesses like with consulting of how to do things online and how to do things for people and how to serve others and having that servant leadership um, and just that servant client base and you you talk about it in your book it, it just it's so amazing with coming to that spiritual awareness of being that spiritual business owner and helping people um can you talk a little bit about making money while you meditate yeah <laughs> that's a fun one so yeah, it's great <laughs> because well you know we've been conditioned in this world to think that our time and our money are tied together we get paid hourly rates and we get you know when you have vacation time you don't know normally get paid depends on the job but like there's certain things that happen that we just know that if we want to create income that we have to go work for it and so i call that that's that's just you know that's the grind but that's not actually true and when we realize that we create our reality and we can create whatever we desire is even the business and the clients and everything when we focus on that and go into that creative mode we can create whatever we want. And so part of what I teach my clients to create is how to make money while you meditate. So it's, you know, if we go technical, it's about some automation and things like that, that make it a little more 3D, but, but there's other ways to do it. I have a client right now. So I have a spiritual, um, uh, call it spiritual biz coaching certification program. And so it's for kind of the people who haven't had a coaching client yet. And they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I do that and create a business and all of that fun stuff. And so she's in there and I take, we deal a lot with money because the money piece is a big part for, for the light workers when they get stuck and everything else. And that's the biggest thing. And I always say, I can teach you, you know, I have clients doing 40,000 a month and I can teach you how to do that. But if you have a money hang up, it's, I can teach you all the 3D stuff and it'll never happen if you're not in alignment. So looking at that money piece, we teach a lot of that. We go through that coaching part of it through money, it through all of my programs, but specifically through this coaching certification program. And she has created about $6,000 in manifestation of money without even getting clients yet. This is just outside of the actual, let's create a business. This is just shifting her vibration around money. And every week she gets on the call, she's like, I made a thousand dollars. I made $3,000. And it was just, or just people are just giving her money. So when we go into that space of being in alignment with money, shifting our vibration around it, connecting with it as energy, knowing that we create money, it doesn't come from outside of us. It comes from within us. And when we make that shift, it really does just show up. And it's been really beautiful to watch this client. Like every call, she's like, oh my God. So she's making money while she's meditating without even having it part of the business yet. She hasn't even gotten that far yet. Wow. So I'll be amazed to see what she can do at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you can sit back and you make money in unexpected ways because you don't have the expectations and it's just showing up and you're getting into that flow and, and open to receiving and building that relationship that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It, 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 it's so crazy of, of how wonderful that is. One thing that um, you said in your book that I think I lack um, is finding a mentor. Because with, with me, um, I, I know that I don't know a lot. Like I never feel that I'm an authority on anything. Um, and it's not, not a self, self-esteem thing. It's I, know, I just want to learn. I'm a continuous learner. I know that. And I know that I know when to lead, I know when to follow, and I know when to get out of the way. So when I 
find a mentor or look for a mentor. I keep finding mentors who are not good for me. <laughs> you, you know, I, I've found ones that literally they criticize me, they judge me, they they say, well, you do too much. Uh, you need to stop this and this because it makes no sense. And it's like, well, this and this is what helps people. So I'm not going to quit that. You know, so I, it's like I keep looking in the wrong place for mentors and I have never really found one. And, you know, you wrote in your book, you can't do this alone. So do you have advice for people when they're looking for mentors? How do, how do you know that you've truly found the right mentor or what, what things do you look for? Yeah. So, so this is where we have to get out of the 3D a bit and kind of go a little 5D because I have, so I'll say this, when I teach my clients how to find their tribe, who are they connecting with? It's a soul tribe. There's a soul tribe connection. And when you have that like soul to soul connection, they literally just show up for you. So that's one of the things I teach is how do you just get your clients to show up for you? When my clients get into alignment with what they're doing and they put all their fears and everything aside, no joke, the clients just show up for them. And that's what happens with me too, is that yes, there's the, the marketing, there's the 3D piece you do so more people can find you and see you and know what you're doing. But then I have people show up who are like, I know I've known you in a past life, or I, I just know I, my guides told me I have to work with you. Like there's that level of connection because I've, I've taken the time to learn how to connect with my tribe. So we do have a soul connection so that they can just show up, but you also have to have the three 3d pieces in place for them to show up. So, so that, and then flipping that around going, well, then how do I find that mentor? So it's really, you've got to, you just, I think you just know it's a vibrational match. And so even when we, you know, do a, a, what we call a breakthrough session with a potential client, you know, there's the typical, you watch the webinar, you fill out an app, you book a call with my team, but we're making sure that we're a vibrational match. We're actually qualifying the client. We're not like, Oh, give us your money. Like literally people are like, well, just tell me how much it is. And we're like, no, because I don't know if I can help you. I don't know if you qualify yet to work with us. So we're pretty particular. And then, you know, so we go through a whole process with them. And then if we're like, yes, we're a vibrational match and we know we can help someone, then we, then we say, here's the offer to what to do. And the, and the people who get that far, they know, they know. And we, and we also you tell them, look, your higher self took you to the webinar. Your higher self inspired you to book the call. You were inspired to do that. So if you're inspired to take those steps, then just follow your inspiration and you'll know. And if you get like a little, mm, I'm not sure, then don't do it. And, and that's, I mean, that's really like we tell our clients, it's like, if, if you're unsure, then what's going to happen is that you're going to get into the program and you're going to, uncertainty is going to carry through and you're never going to succeed. And my goal is to have clients to do amazing things so that we can shift consciousness on the planet. So when we're talking to potential clients, I'm like, just feel it, you know, and a lot of times we'll take a minute meditate with them on the call for a minute. They can check in with their guides and they get that clear, like, yes, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. That or their fear comes in because they've been inspired to take the steps. So watch your inspiration. What are you inspired to do? What are you excited to do? And then if you don't follow through with that, why aren't you following through? Is it really something came up or is there's just a fear? There's a limiting belief maybe because we definitely check people's limiting beliefs because you have to get rid of those to be able to move forward. So there, there could be something like that, but it's like, you've got to kind of check in, but go with your gut. You know, I mean, I manifested my mentor in a, like a heartbeat. This was like years ago. And he, um, I had done one of his programs way before gotten it to sort of work. And then I was doing all sorts of things and I'd had some crazy things happen that just 
I thought I'm like, I'm on the path. I'm just going to be a $30,000 launch, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, didn't work at all. I no longer do launches. And so I have a whole different (laughs) method, but I remember sitting there in that moment of being on the couch crying, like what the hell just happened that, um, I remember looking to my then boyfriend, now husband. And I was like, I need a mentor. I've clearly hit my extent of knowledge. There's something I can't see. And mind you, I worked on wall street. I helped build companies. I created a $165 million company on wall street. So like, I know business, I know how to do it, but there was something I was missing and I knew it. So I'm like, I, I need a mentor. I really need someone to show me. And I remember sitting outside, having a coffee, talking about this. And it was so clear to me. And then like, no joke, four days later in the mail came this mailer that my mentor had sent out as a marketing piece. And I was like, there it is, there he is. So I pulled, I knew it and I pulled in what I needed and it was an, it was a no brainer. And it was, you know, I could have been afraid of the price because it was really like, most people would be like, what? Like it's probably more (laughs) than someone's income for a year to work with him. But I knew that's what I needed and it paid for itself, you know, like, six times over in the first year and then just from there it just expanded so when you when you are ready the mentor shows up for you you find it you use your gut and just know even though the investment may feel sometimes a smidgen overwhelming but you've got to look at you have to have a balance in the energy exchange of what you're doing so i show people different levels. So in my coaching program, I'm showing them how to make, you know, four to 5k a month in my boot camp program. I'm showing people who already have clients how to make 15 to 20. And then I have my mastery clients who are, you know, their goals to go beyond 50 and a month we're talking. And so, so then when, you know, when someone, when you're looking at that client and how, how do you bring them in and how you're showing them each step, you're, you just, you have, they know, they like, they know where they need to be and you can see where they need to be. And you have that vibrational match. You're like, yes, I can serve you. And so there's this, there's just this beautiful energy exchange. And actually that's how I started that conversation was the energy exchange. If you want to learn how to make $10,000 a month or $20,000 a month or $50,000 a month, what's the energy exchange you have to do to learn to do that for the rest of your life? And that's what people miss. They go like, oh, I'm just going to take this program that's like $100 or $1,000. I'm like, well, you're probably only going to get like $3,000 out of that or $4,000 out of that. So there has to be this balanced energy exchange. What are you giving appreciation for so that you can get appreciation back and so that your clients can show you appreciation every month and watch that expand and grow? So there's a, people have to remember that part. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's what's amazing is like, when, when, you, when you talk about checking in, but sitting there and realize listening to your higher being, listening to your instinct, your intuition, and, and, and that will, will tell you. And I also think something that I've learned this year is the intention, um, yes. you know, setting the intention because that, because that's what I've done. It's like, I, I've kind of set my intention like, okay, so I need to find a spiritual mentor and I, I need someone to, to help me because like you said, I, I'm missing that something and I yeah. don't know what it is. One thing that I love that you wrote in your book is you talked about um, your Manola Manola blocks. I say that right. I'm gay and I don't know that. I don't know how to say that word right. I never do. Every time I'd watch Sex in the City, I'd be like, "How does she say that?" What is that? I know. Um, but but and you're you're one thing. I love that story that you wrote there because it's true. When I have something that I got for free, I don't I don't care. If, I don't do it as much. I'll do half the program. I'll, I'll look at it. But if if I pay for something, I'm much more aware. And what you talk about in, a shoe, uh, in your book is a $30 pair of shoes from JCPenney versus your $600 Manola box. 
and the difference of where you stepped, where you walked, how you keep yeah. them, where you, you know, all these different things is so true. And, and I love that analogy. And when we're looking for a mentor, when we're looking for a training program, when we're doing something with our life, the more we invest in it, the more we have passion about what we invested, then the more that we are going to care for it. And if, if you're listening to the podcast today, I, I just hope that, that you know that your worth, your self-worth is so important and you need to invest in yourself. It, it's one of the biggest things that, that you can do for yourself. And it, it's a hard time with, with self-love, self-confidence and self-esteem and then building that self-respect and, and all these things. But I, I need you to know that Kimberly, Kimberly and I are both sitting here nodding our heads of your worth spending money on yourself, your worth charging for your gifts, your worth making a difference in your life. And don't let people tear you down and don't let people say that you can't succeed. I have failed so many times that it's like a running joke in a lot of ways. I don't care. The more, I always said that in sales, the more no's I get, the more successful I am. Well, you know what? If I fail, if I have businesses fail, if I come up with these ideas and like you with your launches, you know, have these big launches and then like an hour later, I'm crying on the couch. Why is he like looking at it? <laughs> but that's okay. Because every time that I failed, I have learned something. And every time that I've learned something, my next project has been better and, and I'm having success. And here I am now working for myself and, and I'm, I'm doing my podcast and I'm enjoying everything that I'm doing. Is it creating this financial windfall that I want? No, but that's okay. Because you know what? I have people tell me that I'm making a difference in their lives. And Kimberly, based on your book and just for me, myself, I mean, when I read it, I was like, holy cow. So I'm already trying to implement some of, some of your teachings because it literally is so incredible so I, I just i can't thank you enough for how you reach into someone's life and say look you can do this you're worthy and if you're listening to this podcast today please know that that you are worthy of so much greatness in your life and don't listen to what society says you don't have to conform to what the 3d life tells you to do or conform to your ego i always consider myself um I tell people, uh, I, I seek out light seekers and I turn them into light workers because I'm a warrior of light, you know, and, and that's, that's what it is for me. So my warrior of light goes to battle with my 3D ego self daily. <laughs> and, and, it, and sometimes it's vicious and sometimes the stupid ego self wins and I get mad at myself because I live in that 3D world of, you know, why, why can't I finish this marketing program or why can't I do this? But like you said, the souls will be there. I envision and I see all of these souls lined up waiting for me to get my, my crap together so that I can do this. And, and I applaud you because you, your goal of what you said is you want to help 5,000 people and I wrote it down here. See, you, you want 5,000 spiritual entrepreneurs to create 5,000 spiritual businesses in the next five years. And that you can't get a clearer mission statement than that. And you can't not look at that and smile as the person looking at it, like, oh my God, this is what she's doing. I'm just graced to be in her presence. And how did you, how did you come about the 5,000 spiritual entrepreneur mentality? It was actually a download. It was, it was uh, just, it was one of those moments where I'm like, that's the clear vision of what I need to do. And that's just the beginning. I mean, the, the ultimate vision is just, is huge, but I'm like, let's start with this. 
and you know, I think the biggest, my biggest opportunity for growth and around that number and being able to try to get people to do this is that I, I, my, I've learned for me, like my biggest thing is like, I want people just do it. Like, what are you doing? Why are you afraid? Why won't you just go? Like, let's just go and do it. And what's really interesting is that most spiritual people, especially because it's, it's kind of new talking about spirituality, business, and money is a big thing. When I first started, oh my goodness, people just, they were trying to like hang me, you know, a little lynching mob because I was talking about spirituality and money. And I think I've broken down some of those barriers with, with people over the years, but it's still kind of there. So people are still really nervous. And I'm like, I'm trying to like pull them along. Like, come on, like if I could just shake them all and be like, just do it. Just, I, I know it works. Just do it. Just take the leap. But those interferes come up. And so like my opportunity for growth is to realize I can't just make people do things because I'd really love yeah. to just be like, come on. And so, so that opportunity for growth where I have to relax into it and really work on the, what I call pull energy of pulling them in and pulling in the right people and watching the shift happen and, and they'll get there. But I, we really need people to step up and do this. You really need to be out there because how do we shift consciousness on a major level? We need more people. We need more people who are helping more people. It's the ripple effect. Without the ripple effect, everyone's just kind of standing around going, oh, what do you think? You know, maybe we should meditate more. Maybe we should take a breath before we get angry. And, and, and all of that stuff, it's like to some people, it seems so simple. But to the others, it's, it's new information. When you, those newly awakened souls, it's new information. They need people out there. They need people more than ever, especially right now to be able to get out there and, and make these shifts for, for, and help people get over that, that hump that happens when we first awaken. Yeah, it, it just, it's amazing. One thing you, um, that I think um, people don't understand is when they get out of their own way, they're, they're much more successful. Um, yeah. and, and a lot of people just they get in their own way with things. Um, one thing you talk about um, is you can't help everyone. Can you kind of give us a little bit of a, a, a like our, who's listening today, like what that yeah. means? Yeah. And this is probably the biggest thing I hear spiritual entrepreneurs do, especially they get their new, I call them, and I'm going to call them a spiritual entrepreneur because they're new <laughs> and they're trying to like figure it out. And they're, and so when we ask them like, who can you help? Who can you serve? They're like, I can, I can help anyone. And I'm like, yeah, no, actually you, you can't. And so the reason why you can is because not everybody wants to be helped. They don't want to hear what you're saying. And that is probably the biggest pitfall of new spiritual entrepreneurs is they're trying to help everyone. And what happens is because they know they can help someone, they're using what I call push energy. And they're like, I can help you. I can help you. And they're constantly reaching out and pushing their energy on people saying, I can help you. And we have all done it in our newly awakened states. We've all done it with our family and our friends who wanted nothing to do with what we were teaching them, right? That happened to every single one of us as we were like, but I can help you. You could just meditate and you can do this. And they're like, what? And they don't, they want, they don't want your information. So that to me is this push energy. So what we want to do is we want to flip it around to what I call pull energy and be able to stand and shine your light in the brightest possible way and just allow the people to come to you. There's no hard sales and marketing and stuff. And you're not reaching out going, I can help you buy my program. That's not what it's about. You flip it around and you pull in the people who want to work with you. They want to work with you. They are looking for a mentor to work with. They know that it takes an energy exchange of money to work with you. And they want to do that. And then lastly, that you actually like the person. You have to like your clients. If you get a client that you don't really like, ugh, 
I promise you, you don't want to do that. It just creates, it's just, it's, it's worse in the long run than if you qualify them in the beginning and you're like, you know what? I don't think we're a vibrational match. Like you really need to be a vibrational match with your clients so that they can get the best results. So if you're not a vibrational match, you're pushing, which is what most new entrepreneurs do is they push that energy and the people just run away and scatter. And then they go, why don't I have any clients? Cause I could help them all, but they're talking to the wrong people. So there, there has to be a big shift. And that's like a huge piece of what I teach um, in all of my programs, but particularly the spiritual biz coaching certification program, because without that, you don't have a business. So you've got to really know who's your tribe. And we, I have them create what I call an avatar manifestation script. So there's actually an entire script that we create to, to find and connect with at a soul level, the tribe that you're supposed to be working with. I even do um, every client that comes in, they get what I call a kickoff call with me. And that's a very intuitive call. Cause for me, one of the gifts I didn't, I never knew I had until, <laughs> until later, but I have this gift. I can actually see businesses. So that's actually how I got on wall street. Cause I can actually see how something lays out and just lay out an entire business. And it just blows people's minds away. But I'm like, Oh, that's actually an intuitive gift. So when I'm working with someone, I can intuitively see their business. I know where it's supposed to go and where the roadblocks are going to be for them. So once we lay that out and then we have that soul tribe connection, it's like their tribe literally shows up. And when they get all that done, I had them actually name this ideal client through this process, like a whole bunch of times, like, like, I don't know what the percentage is. I should have kept track, but we're going to go with a good solid 30%. The client's first client is actually the name of the person that they created in their avatar manifestation script. So it's oh, pretty cool. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> the, the other part of your book that kind of got me, um, in a bad way <laughs> was what is it costing you to stay exactly where you are? Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I ran the numbers. <laughs> so I, I am 53 years old. And what you talked about is, um, you know, how much of your life have you spent unfulfilled? Okay, so so running the numbers. So I calculated my hours and my hours came to 306,600 hours of 35 years of unfulfillment because I have not been living my life to the extent that I wanted to, to the extent of literally creating this movement to help others. I mean, in my head, what I see is literally, I just want to help others. I want to help people be strong. And I, I, I believe in the pay it forward mentality. If you are nice to someone, then they will be nice to three people. And, and it just, it goes on and on. And for me, you turn on the news and everything you see is just so how horrible the world is. And I always, I'm like, no, it's not. You know, 90% of this world is good, pure love. But there's a spotlight on that 10% of, ugh, and it's it's creating all everything going on right now with all all of this sense of loss and 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 just everything that is happening. But it's not truly who we are as a species. It's not truly who we are if we just live our lives by helping others. You, you know, one thing that you do in your book that you are masterful at is you are vulnerable. And Thank you. you 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 say things and you tell things in your book that is just amazing. You you talk about your mom. You you talk about your decisions. You you like you just sat here and talked about crying on the couch. You know, a lot of people when they're leaders, they feel like I have to be strong. If I'm going to lead my tribe, they need to see me on this pedestal. And I'm one of those like get rid of the freaking pedestal. <laughs> see see the person and see the soul of this person. And this person is fallible they've made mistakes 
they have shame. They've done all these things in their life that they're not proud of possibly, but they've forgiven themselves and they're able to move on and they're able to say, look, I'm learning from this. And you do that masterfully. And, you know, when you talk about your mom, um, it, it hit home with me because my mom has breast cancer and it's, it's turned into lung cancer. It's turned into bone yeah. cancer. And, a, you know, and my mom lives with, with my husband and I, and we take care of her. Um, and my sister moved in to help us too, because it's like a full-time job. And, you know, so the three of us care for my mom and it, it works for us. It, it totally does. We have a big enough place and, and everything is just, you get in there and we're helping. And someone said to me, um, I think it was two years ago, like, I'm really sorry that your life turned out this way, that you have to be a caregiver, you know, cause I caregive for my mom. I caregive for my grandmother prior to her. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. For me, it's the greatest gift in the world, you know, because I'm, I'm serving and I'm helping and I'm healing. And it's all these things that, that I do. But like you said, I would, I, at times in my life, I've had that push mentality because it's like, oh, I can help you. I can fix you. You know, let me fix you. <laughs> and that never goes right. <laughs> you know, it, and it's horrible. So then when I, when I shifted several years ago and I became into the pole, like you said, and I started just shining my light, people started coming into my life and people started coming to me. And it's like, and I just started recognizing, recognizing who I can help and who I can't help and who doesn't want my help. And then people who two years ago who didn't want my help are shifting themselves and they're like, hey, you know, can we talk? And I'm like, wow, I'll get a call or a text sometimes. I'm like, really? Sure. Yeah. You know, so I heard your podcast and it spoke to me. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> You know, you do a podcast also, don't you? Yes, I do. I do. I do more. Mine's more of my my thoughts. And when I see, um, I actually really use it for when I see limiting beliefs pop up with people and I'm like, oh, there's another limiting belief. Then I go do a podcast about it. So that I have this collection of limiting beliefs for people to just, if they go listen to that, they're like, oh, and they hear the shift. And if they're ready to hear it, they'll hear it. If they're not ready to hear it, they're going to think I'm crazy. But if they're ready to hear it, they're going to be like, oh, I can see where I did that. So I actually, I use it more for like, oh, I had this thing that I know I need to talk about. And if I talk about it, more people are going to hear it and it's going to help them shift. And so that's, that's really what I end up using it for is, is that. And I haven't, uh, yeah, I haven't gone past and done the interviews. I'll probably do a bit of that coming up. But it's just for me, it's like, how do I get this information out? I can record it really quick. I get through the whole process. It goes out to the email list, put it on, you know, all the places it's supposed to go and that that way people can hopefully you know it's the limiting beliefs to hold us back so if they can mm -hmm. listen to something and and conquer just part of a limiting belief then i've done my job for the day yeah and and 100 I, I completely agree with you and that's the whole reason that i started my podcast is just literally i just i just want to get out there and just help people realize that you know self-esteem personal power you know forgiveness it's all part of you know dealing with it and and with the podcast that i do uh, I've gotten a lot of people who, who will reach out to me and they're like, Hey, you know, I used to think I was pretty worthless. And then after you telling me after a few weeks that I'm not, I'm starting to believe that, you know, and when I look into a mirror, I no longer hear that nasty person saying how ugly I am. And when, when I get a message like that, it's, I, I can't tell you, it, it just, it yeah. fuels me to like, okay, I have to, I have to work harder to find more people to help. You, you know, and, and that, that mentality, you, uh, you're just incredible with your vulnerability. And I, and I, I love that about your book with that. Um, what, uh, if, if someone's listening to our show today and they are 
you know, and we're, they're hearing what we're saying, but they don't know what to do. They don't know how to start. They know they have a gift, but they're stuck in corporate world. They're stuck making so much money. What would, what kind of advice do you have for them? I would say just follow your instinct, follow your inspiration, because even if you can't see it, if you know you need to take the steps, so that's what happens with a lot of my clients is they're coming out of somewhere and they're like, I know I have to help, but I, I don't know how. And so one of the beautiful things we do is we connect and because I can intuitively see that, I take them through this process where suddenly we figure out, oh, that's exactly who the tribe is. And what's amazing is that when we discover that, they're usually, they either like scream into the excitement or they're crying and they're like, that's it, that's, that's the thing. And so you just have to trust because that's what we're here for. And then, you know, all the stuff, the corporate world stuff, it's all been created to help us forget who we are. So it's time for us to remember who we are, remember the gifts that we have, and all of the, and also know that all the, um, that we would, our humans would call trauma, all the experiences that we've had, we have those so that we can help the people who are having them now. That's why you had them. So I also show my clients how to take what I call their awakening experience. So they take their awakening experience and they use that to be able to serve. So just, just know that's, that's all part of it. And just trust. It's really about trusting the flow, trusting your connection with source, trusting the process when you get the right mentor, just trust in every step. But most of all, trust yourself, listen to yourself, feel your intuition, go, I have a ping to do this. I call it a ping. You know, for me, it's like a quick download from source. I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, call this person or do that or whatever it is. Just do it. Just do it. The worst that could happen, someone says no, or they don't respond. And then you keep going. I like never give up. I just keep harassing people today. <laughs> So they say, yes, I won't call it harassing, but, but you know, I have a vision and I'm like, that vision is going to happen. So, so it's about keeping, keeping that, that focus and just, and just doing it when it feels right. That's, that's also, I love that. My mentor is a stalker. <laughs> you, you know, you made it well when you got restraining orders against you. <laughs> it's like, worry. Oh, totally. Like if someone's in my program and they go missing, we hunt them down. And I'm, I'm I love like, where did you go? Because again, <laughs> The purpose is for me isn't like, yeah, I have a business, I have clients, but I'm like, my whole goal is for everyone to be successful. That is actually when someone joins, they're like, but I'm not sure about like, look, my goal is to be for you to be successful. If you show up, we show up and I'll work with you so you can figure it out. And if you're stuck, but you have to be coachable. That's the big thing, right? You got to right. be coachable. So we'll, we definitely will hunt people down and be like, where'd you go? Like, where are you? you missed, you know, we keep track of how many calls they're on. Like, I love, did, like I love where that. did you go? Because we need the accountability, don't we? We kind right. of do as humans, yeah. we get distracted. The 3D life gets in the way and then we go, oh, well, this happened and that happened. And then we end up in the same spot we were in six months ago. Nothing has changed because we let the 3D world get in the way. So you've got to just, you got to just know that it's all going to work out and just keep moving forward with your, with your desire. I love that. How can people find you? How can they reach out to you if they're listening today? Yeah, so they can find me, of course, my website. So it's KimberlyMasco.com. And then um, kind of a free gift, they can actually go to Spiritual Biz Coaching or Spiritual Biz Coaching is B-I-Z Coaching.com. And that will take them to a little training video that talks about the coaching program that I have. So if they're new and they're like, how do I start? What do I do? There's a little video there. So it's Spiritual B-I-Z Coaching.com. And they can check that out and go through that process. And if they feel it's a vibrational match, there'll be a way for them to book a call with my team, a little application there to make sure we are a match as we're looking at everything, but they can check that out. And then again, I have podcasts, I have two books, um, you know, Are You Spiritual Entrepreneur and Chaos, a wake up call for lightworkers. And so I have a ton of resources for people to just really 
feel it out and start to think and start to really tap into themselves to say, what am I going to do? What is that next step? So my goal is to have enough content out there that I can inspire someone into action to take that step so they can serve on the planet. Yeah. And, and listen, if you guys are listening, seriously, you need to check out this book. Uh, I'm going to get the second book as well, but I started with this first one and I can't tell you just reading it, it, it impacted me a great deal. And I've already made some changes and I'm already seeing some different shifts nice. just based off of what Kimberly said. So, so please uh, check out the book. There's many resources, go to our website. Uh, and it's one thing that I do highly recommend. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being here today. Uh, it is, this has been amazing. Um, it, this is just awesome. And I definitely, I want to check out your podcast too, because I like, I like what you said. I just, when something comes up, I, I just make a podcast about to get people out there. And what a beautiful, that's just a beautiful way to do it. You know, it, yeah. it's like, I'm doing it to help others and, and I'm doing it for this. So thank you for everything you're doing for the world. And, and I wish you so much success with finding the 5,000 spiritual entrepreneurs, you know, you. and, and I, I hopefully I'm going to be one of them just by, by getting to, into your teachings more. So thank you. That would be, that would be beautiful. Yes. And just again, everyone just trust yourself. You've got a reason why you're here. And the reason is not to be stuck in a job that you can't stand. So just find your inspiration, follow it. You guys can all do it. And then you can also keep a, an eye out too. I have the third book will be coming out the first quarter and it's about how to be a spiritual coach. So to really dive into that coaching, because there's no standard for coaching, for spiritual coaching. You can get a life coach. And even then people are like, is it accredited? I'm like, how many six and seven figure life coaches do you know? Very few. So they're not right. teaching you how to create a business with it. And so my, my goal, my intention is to set a, a standard for spiritual coaching. And so that they're at the highest level of service and also creating abundance for themselves. So that book will be coming out first quarter of next year. I love that. I can't wait. That, that sounds amazing. So thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.